Welcome to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark, where we interview top performing realtors, listen to their ideas, strategies, and advice so we can raise the bar and make your story a success story. Here's your host, John Der Perez. Hey everybody, this is John Der Perez. Thank you for tuning in to the Driven Real Estate Podcast by Remax Hallmark. Today's guest has been in the real estate business for over 20 years, starting at the young age of 25. He started practicing real estate in Vancouver for nine years before moving to Toronto. He has built a strong community presence, actively participating in the neighborhoods he serves while embracing technology and growing his social media presence. His strong work ethic, commitment to service, and building a close connection to his clients has earned him the REMAX Hall of Fame Award and REMAX Lifetime Achievement Award, and he is a consistent recipient of the REMAX Chairman's Club Award. Let's welcome Mark Arnstein. Mark, what is the secret to your success? Ooh, that's a very good question. Uh, I think the secret probably really is, biggest part is just doing everything consistently. Uh, having a plan, being organized, and knowing that you have to get it executed and do it and follow the structure that you've laid out for yourself. And if you do all those things, then you can't be successful. It's basically, I think that comes down to it in a nutshell. It's amazing. It's quite simple, right? Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest problem with this business is that everyone tends to overcomplicate it. And we get so caught up in, you know, being in front of the computer and, and worried about doing all these little things and micromanaging. If you actually just concentrate on the bigger fundamentals and the base of the business, then the rest of it will all fall and um, falls into play. And it makes it much, much, much easier to get that much success going quicker. Mm-hmm. So and this is a very great piece of advice. So in terms of your success and how you use this to be, you know, simplifying everything, being consistent with everything. Did you, when you were starting out, did you find anything challenging? What, what was it that you found challenging when you were first started out in the business? Well, I got an interesting story because obviously, as you know, I came from Vancouver and I was an agent out west for almost nine years before moving to Toronto about 13 years ago. Mm-hmm. So when I first started in the business, I was actually young. Uh, I was 25 years old, so I didn't really have a sphere of influence per se. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really talk to people that I knew that I associated with on a regular basis because they weren't buying real estate. Mm-hmm. They were still, most of them were either finishing up school, living at home, um, and they were more interested in getting a rental. And in Vancouver, you don't even do rentals like they do here. Right. So I started off by doing a ton of open houses. Obviously, I was not married, didn't have any kids, or didn't have those obligations. Mm-hmm. So I was doing literally four opens every weekend. So I was doing two on Saturday, two on Sunday. I made sure I knew the ins and outs of where I was doing the open. So whether it was a condo, I knew all the stats about the building, what was sold recently, and what the price per square foot was, and what was happening in in the general area, what was happening down the street, in behind, around the corner, so that when someone walked into the open house, I could speak from a very knowledgeable uh, perspective, Mm -hmm. and they didn't necessarily think that I was brand new into the business. Um, When I moved to Toronto, I kind of started off doing a little bit of the same thing again, started doing more open houses. But I also went on the aspect of farming and started working in a certain particular neighborhood in North Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, around Young and Lawrence neighborhood, Avon Road and Lawrence, Mount Pleasant and Lawrence and in that area. And uh, started combining that with doing the open houses and the farming and then built it all up from, uh, from that way. But again, like I said before, and I'll say this again, just whatever you do, do it consistently. It's got to be consistent. Absolutely. So that's an interesting story how you moved from Vancouver all the way to Toronto and then restarted basically from from scratch. Mm -hmm. When you were in Vancouver then, how did you initially discover, because you started at such a young age, how did you initially discover real estate as a career? How did you get started in it? 
Uh, it was an absolute total fluke. Um, I was working in retail. I was a manager of a high-profile sporting goods company. We were doing water skis and snowboards. We were the Canadian distributors for uh, the products that we were selling. And I had a couple of friends that were in the business. And, you know, I started talking to them about, you know, real estate and what it was all about. And, and they were like, oh, my God, you should totally do it. You have a, such a great knack for it. You know, you're a natural fit. Uh, my stepfather at the time was uh, one of the senior VPs for a drugstore chain called London Drugs, which mm-hmm. is based out west. And so a very business savvy guy. So we sat down. I talked to him about it. And he agreed as well. So I just kind of went from there, signed up for the course, and kind of like the, the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds exciting. So when you were starting, uh, in, when you moved to Toronto, then you started to build up your business, doing the open houses, doing the farming. Did you receive any sort of guidance or mentorship or coaching, or did you discover this path basically on your own, maybe through trials and errors? How did you define what it is that you needed to do? consistently in order to be able to build that that successful business to what it is today I was really fortunate I had a great agent in my old office in Vancouver I was with Remax actually when I was out west and a guy named David Richardson who is a big 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 farmer out in Vancouver in an area called Kitsilano uh, we were in our same office together so we were quite friendly with each other so I sat down with him took him for coffee and I said look obviously you know I'm moving into uh, Toronto I'm starting all over again from scratch I go, what were the keys to your farm becoming as successful as it has become and get a name and recognition out there that you wanted? What do I do and how do I translate that into Toronto? Mm-hmm. And it was a great, you know, two-hour lunch and, you know, got tons of information and notes and then basically took all that. And then, you know, as much as I could do to tweak, uh, adapt it from Vancouver to Toronto, I did mm-hmm. and made it work. Now, there are a little bit of differences between the way the boards work uh, out west and out east and how you have access to certain information. But in the end, uh, it's all worked out quite well, so I'm very happy with it. Yeah, so did you find that that strategy worked for you right away or were there initially when you were starting out uh, any kind of challenges that you experienced with it? And what, what made it what made you very successful at implementing those strategies and, and turning into such a successful area of business for you? Uh, there were a couple things. There's actually probably about three or four parts to way to answer that question. One, <laughs> um, I was highly motivated because I got a lot of grief uh, from friends and family when I left Vancouver to come to Toronto. And uh, for those who know me or don't know me, I mean, uh, a big part of why I moved was because my wife and she was not happy living out west and she really missed her family and was having a hard time adjusting to the uh, West Coast lifestyle. So happy wife, happy life. I agreed uh, to move back to um or moved to Toronto for the first time. Um, so when I first got started here, I like again, I wanted, my mission was to prove everybody wrong from out west because of the grief and uh, that I got from my family and friends from leaving and you know why are you walking away and all that kind of crazy stuff. And you know you have such a successful practice in Vancouver and you're just gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. And I said, you know, like you gotta do what you gotta do. And uh, so when I got here, part of the problem was you know I knew the business, but I definitely didn't know the market. Mm-hmm. and there was a bit of a language barrier which sounds kind of really strange to say but it actually is true um, some of the way things are described in Toronto were very different than how they're described out west in Vancouver so for instance like elves I was like what the heck is an elf <laughs> <laughs> and I find out oh that's a electric light fixture mm-hmm. you know or broadloom I'm like yeah. what's broad carpet you know like it was just like little things and a mutual drive what the heck's a mutual drive like we just didn't have any of those things in Vancouver so then there was that little bit of that learning curve and then you know getting an understanding of the market and how it works and um, the way, you know, pricing strategies and all those things. So once I got over that hurdle, which took probably, you know, 
maybe six months or so, mm-hmm. um, then it became much easier to grow and become successful because then now you had that foundation in which to work off of, mm-hmm. and you had the, and then you had the experience from past and put it all together, and then away you go. That's amazing. So I see that you built such an amazing uh, and, and a big uh, presence in the communities that you currently in the community that you currently serve. In fact, just this past weekend, you did a pumpkin uh, giveaway that you do. I guess this is something you do every, this is the fifth year now that you've done it. That's amazing. And you're very actively involved in a lot of different things with the community. You've got an amazing media presence, whether it's social media, you do YouTube videos as right. well. So Mark, tell me a bit about how did you develop, was that part of your strategy or was that something that you naturally see, saw as a fit in promoting yourself or is it really just because you're very passionate about North Toronto and the, and the neighborhood that you serve? What is it that created that presence to what, <laughs> To that huge impact that it has today on the community. Um, again, awesome question. Uh, you know, it's it's wasn't necessarily the plan. Um, you know, obviously with farming, you want to have you know that presence in your community and show that you're not just about uh, take take take, and that you can actually can give back and do things to help the community strive and bond and become successful on all levels, from the local businesses to the people that actually live in the community. But the big part of the social media and the video stuff came from sitting with Ken McLaughlin one day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were in my office and he pulled out this flip cam and he go, I'm like, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm going to do a video interview with you. I'm like, video? Like, Who does video in real estate? Like, what are you talking about? He goes, no, no, look, it's going to be really cool. So he did a bit of a two-second interview with me. Um, this is, oh my God, this is like eight years ago about uh, coaching and what were the benefits of coaching and why a coach works because he was growing the coaching side of the business Mm -hmm. for Hallmark. And I said, but like, what if we did that for real estate? He goes, oh my God, that'd be brilliant. Mm -hmm. I said, we can take video tours and take people on homes and show them why they want to buy this home and what were the benefits of buying this home and because the schools are great and the fact that you can walk to the subway and all the benefits of the community that are so amazing that you don't necessarily get from looking at an MLS listing and looking at just at the pictures and uh, understanding what is what it has to offer. Mm-hmm. And so the first video that we ever did, I think was like 12 or 15 minutes long, literally going room by room, showing every single friggin' you know, detail of the house. It was crazy. Yes. Obviously, you learn, you progress, and you adapt, and you overcome. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the probably the biggest things with real estate is that you know people get very stuck in their ways, mm-hmm. and they don't necessarily adapt and overcome. And if you, it's interesting that you look at the generational uh, agent, um, there's a big differential between the younger guys and the older guys. And I think you're starting to see that some of the younger guys are starting to push out the older guys because the older guys are having a hard time adapting to the new technology. And like anything, we evolve when we overcome. And you know, it's uh, not like the old days about putting a sign on MLS and putting a uh, sorry, putting a list on MLS and putting a sign on the lawn and mm-hmm. you know, throwing an ad in the National Post or the Globe and Mail. I mean, those days are just they're they're done. They're gone. That ship has sailed. Mm-hmm. And as agents, you have to adapt and learn and evolve and overcome. And you know, social media is what it's all about in 2017. And that's where the buyers are looking. That's where they're gravitating to. They're trying to find all the different ways through the various websites that they can get their hands onto and through their Instagrams and through their Facebook and through LinkedIn and Twitter and all the other, YouTube and all the other things that are out there. And if you don't have a presence on those sites, I think you're going to get left in the dust and you're going to have a very hard time trying to evolve and grow and prosper and become very successful in this business. And I think it doesn't matter whether you're, you know, uh, you know, I'm almost 50, I'm three years shy of it. Uh, scary to say. Um, but I mean, like, you know, 
you can learn and you can evolve. Like, you know, you can teach an old dog new tricks. It doesn't matter. Yes. But if you're not willing to do it and not willing to engage into it, and I think you're going to have a very hard time growing and becoming successful in, in real estate. So. Yeah, well, considering that he that Ken brought up that that flip cam eight years ago, that's impeccable timing because if you think about it, video has really taken off in the recent years, and the predictions basically is that video will be a huge part of the internet, and that's what we're we're already seeing. And it's great that you built such a presence on that. So, so Mark, since you're very you know, you're very into adapting with the technology and providing that as a tool for your business, but also for the benefit of your clients. Can you give us a little bit about maybe what your what is your insight as for as far as where is this marketing going and what has it done for your business? The social media presence that you have, the YouTube, and mm-hmm. you know, you have a presence in the community. So have you found that this technology supplements some of the maybe traditional marketing that you've done or is it taking it to an even further level than that? I think it's actually a combination of the both. Um, I think what the social media stuff does is gets to show who you are as an agent, as a personality, right? Because the thing is in the old stock style of advertising, if you put up your picture on your card or on a flyer, people can see you, but they can't engage with you. And when you can do and take the social media, because you can use the video to see you know, your personality and your mannerism and your um, your energy and all those things that come across, they get more engaged with who you are and what you have to offer. So like, for instance, when we do an open house right now and we have our video tour as our virtual uh, tour on our listings, mm-hmm. that is obviously trip compliant. Uh, <laughs> it has to be. Um, but people walking in the opens and they're, all, they're walking in going, hi, Mark, how are you? I'm like, I'm great. How are you? I'm like, sorry, have we met? And they're like, no, but I watched the video. So I feel like I already know you. Right. Wow. I mean, that's huge, right? Because now they're walking in, they're engaged, they want to speak to you, they kind of already know who you are, and you know, and they like, you know, feel like, it's almost like a little bit like a celebrity status in the sense, yes. like you know, it's not like you know you're gonna sign an autograph or anything like that. Let's not go that far, but it's like they know you're a, you're like a real person, and like you know, you don't necessarily have attitude, and you know, I think if you're if you're doing the video stuff, and you gotta really make sure who you are comes across mm-hmm. because if you try and be something that you're not, you're going to have a much harder time with it right. and people aren't going to react to it as well. Mm-hmm. But the thing is at the end of the day is that it's what's happening right now. And if you're not on it and not incorporating it into your business, you're going to be, you know, missing the boat yeah. and it's just, it's the way it works. And you know, it's uh, it, you know, like our list of followers are growing every day substantially. Mm-hmm. We're getting more and more people following us on all the different various sites and people are engaging with what we're posting and right. you know um and it's funny because like, i talked to my brother and he's like you post way too much on social media you put all your posts you know with your real estate and then with your life and the kids and like it's too much you gotta stop it i'm like yeah. no but that's how it works because the problem is if you just do too much of one thing you're not gonna get your audience mm-hmm. right people need to see that you're a human being that you have a life that your life does not necessarily revolve just around selling real estate, which, I mean, let's face it, I mean, we know that it does, yes. but um, <laughs> yeah. by the same token is they want to know that you're like a human being, like you have a family and you have kids and, you know, you go and do all this other stuff that's not just always about real estate. So. Yeah. And it's interesting because if you think about our business and you've touched on many great points, the engagement, the authenticity, being transparent, if you think about our business, we're basically walking uh, billboards, if you will, totally. of the lifestyles that we live in, the neighborhoods that we live in, and the kind of things that we do, how we interact with families, how we interact even with local businesses. Mm. And you've done an amazing job touching on that because you have built this community presence from the traditional marketing to what you've, ad- adop- you've adapted uh, and uh, you've, you've increased 
social media and online marketing and, and just your presence in general to the point that people already recognize you. Now, this sounds like you're doing a lot of stuff because you're doing all the marketing, you're doing the traditional stuff, you're doing all of the, the new, the digital media and all of that. Right. So, and at the same time, you're very actively involved. I've seen your Facebook and your Instagram <laughs> and I see how many things, all of the stuff that you involve yourselves with in the community, especially when you're spending time with your family. So Mark, what is it that your typical day looks like? So from the moment you wake up till the moment you call it a day, right? From from start to finish, what does that day look like for you? Ah, uh, well, it starts with the first thing is the morning is getting the kids organized, getting them uh, ready to get out the, out out the door to get to school. That's mm-hmm. number one. Um, then off to the gym uh, for a workout. Uh, come home, shower, change, get to the office. Uh, usually at that point I walk in, um, Samantha will give me, like, you know, my agenda for the day, uh, the things I have to do, appointments I know I have to be prepared for, uh, people, the list of people I have to talk to, call that day, uh, whether it's updates with buyers, sellers, um, that kind of stuff. Then usually afternoons are kind of set for more appointments. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the evening is, um, also if we have any offers going on, any network things that we have to attend to. Um, and then, you know, uh, kind of wait till the evening again, respond back to a bunch of emails and then, uh, dinner. One thing I do do is when I am home and it is during dinner time, I actually will not answer my phone or respond mm-hmm. to emails during that one time. So there's like about an hour window where I'm just, I'm offline. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that is my family time. And, you know, we kind of preach it to the kids that, you know, that's time when everyone has to talk and be engaged with everybody and, you know, and have conversation. Absolutely. Um, and then if I have anything else going on that night, then I'll pick it back up again after 7 o'clock, 7.30, mm-hmm. and then um, wrap it up for the night. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a very busy schedule. What do you do as far as your weekend is concerned? Do you usually reserve that for family, or is there a bit of flexibility in your time? Because a lot of the stuff we do for our clients happens during the weekend. So what, how do you handle that? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm fortunate that I have uh, a team. So I have a full-time uh, li- uh, licensed assistant, and I have a full-time unlicensed assistant. Yes. So if there are showings and certain things that are kind of going on during the, over the course of the weekend, uh, open house, I mean, I try and usually do at least one of the two days for the opens. Like I'm, uh, because I just, especially when you're farming, you got to be there for, and people have to come and be able to come in the open yes. and then see the guy who farms their neighborhood all the time on a regular basis. Um, and then if it's not me and one of the girls are going to be there, then I should say like, let them know that um, Mark, unfortunately, couldn't be here today. But if you do have any questions, I'm always more than happy to answer them. Mm-hmm. And then, so I kind of balance that throughout the weekend. And then plus, both my kids play competitive hockey. Yes. So I'm, you know, and I coach one of them. So trying to squeeze everything in. And then Saturday night, typically date night. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the night that my wife and I, uh, we kind of always keep on open on the calendar. And um, we go out and whether it's going out with other friends or just the two of us, but we usually do something out of the house Tuesday night. Uh, sorry, Saturday night. And then um, reserve for us. Yeah, so it's yeah. great that you have such an amazing work-life balance and that you're able to to do everything that you love to do at the same time being able to maintain such a great uh, level of business for yourself. So with everything that you're doing, Mark, it sounds like you're, well, you, you've, you have everything systematically set up and, and done so that you have uh, time to balance between work and life. But, you know, question is, what is it that keeps you motivated? Because in order to be able to balance all of this, have that community presence, have that presence with your family, have the presence as well with your clients. Right. You've got to have a high level of energy in order to be able to do all that, right? Right. So what would you say keeps you motivated to perform at this level and what keeps you motivated to do this day in and day out? Um, I think there's a couple of things. I mean, 
I'll answer it kind of in, again in two parts. Sure. One way I think is you got to stay physically fit. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to keep yourself and you know because you are the brand, you're the business, right? So and you got to keep your mind mentally clear. And exercise is a big part of that. So and eating properly and I'll go back to I let myself go. Um, you know, I used to eat one of those Starbucks cookies every day and, you know, have a coffee in the afternoon and got, uh, put on a lot of weight. And then I woke up and, you know, smelt the roses and realized it was time to change all that. Um, and that's four and a half years ago. So, but, and it's made a big difference because you're just more energized, you're more focused, you're more clear, you can be more productive and you can, you have better energy to balance out the course of your day and also be more engaged with the people that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. So. I think exercise is super important. Um, you got to find the time for it, whether it's at the beginning of your day, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter just as long as you find the time to do it. You book it in your calendar as, as an appointment mm-hmm. and it's set and you don't change it and you don't deviate from it. Absolutely. Right? Um, that's number one. Number the other thing that motivates me is just uh, trying to strive and always become better and just mm-hmm. grow. Um, this business is unique in itself that there's no limit to how well or how successful you can be. And that looks very differently, different for all people, right? Everyone has their own values and their own you know, numbers they want to get to and what they want to achieve. Um, mine are up at a certain level that I want to keep growing and growing and eventually kind of build a bit of a team, but still really much offering that boutique style of service, very hands-on. Um, you know, I'm not looking to be like this you know, massive, crazy factory of real estate people, but I do want to grow it and I still believe that there's opportunity to grow it and keep getting bigger every, every year. And I haven't gotten to where I want to get to yet. And that's my motivation to keep driving and keep making it better and bigger. That's fantastic and very inspirational, Mark. So Mark, some of the realtors listening to this podcast today are realtors who are starting out. They've just discovered real estate as career, just as you have. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're just starting out looking for a sense of direction. Some of them are realtors that might be facing a bit of a challenge in their career and might be looking to someone like you for direction as to where they should go. How do they take their business to the next level or how, you know, how they can just become successful. What would be three tips or three pieces of advice that you would give any realtor that is listening to this that you found has worked for you, what three things would you say to them? You got to get organized, have a business plan, which is probably the biggest thing that you need to do. So, um, no, so that you know your numbers, um, and you can break them down into a, a micro and a macro level. So that you know, if you want to earn like that hundred thousand dollars, let's say in your first year real estate, you know, trying to figure out how many listings you're going to take, how many buyers you're going to have to work with what the average commission is going to be so you know how many appointments you're going to have to do. And there are a lot of great uh, program systems out there that can actually help you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is what you decided you're going to do, just you got to do it consistently. I, you know, I said that earlier in, this, uh, in the interview, but I'm a really big, strong believer in that. And that's where a lot of people will get sidetracked because they don't get results necessarily right away. Mm-hmm. And because we're in a results-orientated world and society in which we live in everyone expects everything to happen instantaneously and right. you know in this business it doesn't necessarily always come that way and people get distracted very quickly so just be absolutely consistent stick to your plan don't deviate off of it you can always add and adapt to make things better but don't go back in the other direction the other thing i think is really important to do is probably attend um 
you know, conferences, seminars, networking opportunities, especially if you're new in the business and you're saying you're on a little bit on the younger end of the spectrum, um, where you can go and um, do things that are, are networking opportunities where you can be able to talk to a lot of people in a very, uh, you know, easier environment where everyone's having a good time. It makes a big difference. So those are probably be my kind of my key points. Uh, and then, you know, if you're really getting started and you're brand new, probably mentor with somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find somebody in your office that, uh, you know, um, is willing to take you kind of under their wing, kind of show you a bit of the ropes and uh, help guide you through some of the, the stuff. Uh, there's a great real estate trainer out there who obviously Ken Deborah are very well, well associated with, which is Richard Robbins. Um, he does a lot of phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. A lot of things that I use on a regular basis actually comes from Richard Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a real estate trainer guru. He's done it, walked it. Uh, he used to sell real estate. He's Canadian focused and um, he's a great guy to deal with and they got a lot of amazing stuff on their website and they always have little things going on that you can kind of get a taste for what's happening and you get some great nuggets out of that to help uh, grow your business. That's fantastic and valuable pieces of advice, Mark. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh, it's my pleasure. Happy to do it. So Mark, thank you so much that you've taken the time today to share your experience and then your story with us and how you built such a successful business and what we other realtors should do in order to, to make their business successful and to create such an amazing and uh, profound uh, presence as you did in, in their particular neighborhoods and just basically be in charge of, uh, of, of their careers and, and, and build it to successful uh, to success, successful business. So Mark, thank you so much for sharing this with us and we wish you the very best with your business, continued you. success to you. And yeah, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, my pleasure, happy to do it anytime. Thank you for listening to the Driven Real Estate Podcast. To listen to more success stories, visit our website at hallmarkdriven.com.